Before we begin, I would like to say thank you to Ryan Artistry for sponsoring this week's podcast. Ryan Artistry is owned by Kyla Ryan McBrayer, who lives in Southeast Oklahoma and is a wonderful event makeup artist. To book her for your next event or photo shoot, contact her via her Facebook page, Ryan Artistry. That is R-Y-A-N-N Artistry. I would also like to say thank you to Russell Carroll, a PhD student at Auburn University, for agreeing to let me interview him. In the sports of baseball and softball, a batter gets three strikes before the umpire inevitably yells out and sends the batter trotting back to the dugout. Although I'm just about the most unathletic person you'll ever meet, I like to use this rule in many aspects of my life. I give three chances to the people in my life, my hobbies, TV shows I've been recommended to watch, and food I've been coerced to try. Just like my potential interests, I gave Burger King three chances, three strikes. And after 23 years of absolute disappointment, the umpire finally sent BK shuffling back to the dugout to eat some sunflower seeds with their head hung low and their bat dragging behind, right through the dirt. Since 1954, Burger King has been one of the big players in the fast food game. With a name like Burger King, you'd expect the company to not only have a killer burger, but support the industry who supplies them with said burger, the beef industry. However, in recent years, it's almost as if Burger King has no regard for the American rancher in the slightest. This week, I'm going to discuss what Burger King did to get called out in my book. I would like to reiterate that I try to keep my column, blog, and podcast about 50% fact and 50% my opinion, which is oftentimes based on fact. Keep in mind that I will provide you with some stone cold facts, but I will also add my opinion, as well as my guest's opinion. From the Activist versus Agriculture audio archives, I'm Improvise, and this is my lemongrass-fed beef with Burger King. Let's start with Burger King's first strike, which is purely based off my opinion. That is that I do not like Burger King chicken nuggets. You see, I thoroughly enjoy chicken nuggets. They're not my favorite food, but they are definitely in my top five. I specifically like McDonald's chicken nuggets. I know, half the people listening to this right now just rolled their eyes in disbelief, and I don't want to hear it. I like McNuggets, or Luggets, as my great-grandfather used to call them. I don't care how they're made. I don't care if you think that Chick-fil-A nuggets are better. And I don't care if you think they're overpriced compared to Burger King. The fact is, I just like the taste of them. And they're a little nostalgic for me. A 10-piece meal of Burger King nuggets are only $1.49. And that's fine if you enjoy those 10 crown-shaped nuggets for less than $2. But... Everyone makes such a big deal about them, and it annoys me to no end. I guess my problem is really more with the people putting down my favorite nugget chef, Ronald McDonald, and this makes me hold a grudge against Burger King and their so-called nuggets. Nevertheless, for me, it's a swing and a miss for Burger King and their chicken nuggets. Strike numero uno. 
The second strike I call on Burger King is more recent. So recent that this wound still seems to be a little fresh to me. The Impossible Whopper commercial with the wannabe cow hand. Back in 2019, Burger King aired a commercial to announce the sale of their famous Whopper made with Impossible Beef. I know that none of you can see me right now, but I just did air quotes around the word beef. Impossible is an alternative protein company which specializes in fake meat. And Impossible's goal is, well, let me just allow Pat Brown, Impossible Foods CEO, to share that information with you. By 2035, we will have completely eliminated animals from the food system. That's our stated goal. Now, that's not what agriculturalists want to hear. And that's definitely not what we want a fast food chain who's supposed to specialize in burgers to hitch their wagon to. I mean, it's called Burger King, not fake Burger King. Now, the flip side of this argument is that it's a smart business move for a restaurant to include fake meat options on their menu. And frankly, it is. Everybody else is doing it. But what grinds my gears is the way Burger King decided to announce the sale of the Impossible Whopper. Burger King's commercial showed various customers trying an Impossible Whopper without their knowledge and reacting as if they didn't know the Whopper was made with fake meat. We fed beef lovers a Whopper with no beef. You can't imitate beef. It just tastes better. Turns out these beef lovers love plants, too. That's an Impossible Whopper? I'm a damn fool. Impossible Whopper with a patty made from plants. Only at Burger King. Or get it delivered via Uber Eats with a $0 delivery fee. I still think that they were all probably paid actors, but that's just my opinion. As someone who tried fake meat as an experiment, there's absolutely no way the people in this commercial couldn't know. The taste may be similar once you add all the condiments of a Whopper to it, but the texture is not the same in the slightest. And the part that really, really ticks me off is the fact that so many of the people in the commercial are wearing Western clothes in an attempt to persuade the consumer into believing that actual cattlemen and women would consider themselves a damn fool, as one of the wannabe cowboys said in the commercial after acting like they didn't know the difference between beef and fake meat. Let me tell y'all, the only Damn fool. is the person who believes the guy dressed in a button-up and straw hat is not a paid actor. Again, I've tried this stuff. It's impossible not to tell a difference. Burger King bastardized Western culture in an attempt to trick consumers into thinking, hey, if a cowpoke says he can't tell a difference, it must be a great product to buy. Strike two, Burger King. Strike two. Now, on to strike three. Last week, Burger King stepped into the batter's box one more time when they released a commercial called Cow's Menu. Versions of this commercial can be seen on any form of social media that Burger King has accounts on, TV, and a full version can be found on YouTube. The Cow's Menu commercial has a catchy tune sung by internet sensation Mason Ramsey, or as some of you may know him, the yodeling Walmart kid. Ramsey sings a silly song about cow farts and burps producing greenhouse gas emissions, specifically methane, and said that Burger King conducted a study which they claim showed that by adding lemongrass as a feed additive, we could reduce methane emissions by over a third. Let me play you the audio and fair warning, it may get stuck in your head. When cows fart and burp and splatter, well, it ain't no laughing matter. 
Yes, I never not the past is a greenhouse gas that'll trap the sunbeat and change our climate too. Gee, is it hot in here or is it just me? So to change our emissions, Burger King went on a mission testing diets that would help reduce their farts. That's a start. And my now are in a question that it's helping cows digestion, adding plant and grass so they can play their part. Now, when I saw this, I immediately went to look for the study and was surprisingly not surprised when I found out that the study Burger King was referring to has not yet been published, meaning right now it's an invalid source. Another thing I uncovered when digging for information on BK's research is that the study was conducted in the U.S. by UC Davis and also in Mexico, where Mexico did in fact find a 33% decrease in greenhouse gas emissions According to Associate Dean at the University of California, Davis, and a World Food Center director, the U.S. portion of the study did not. Let me be clear here. I do not want to discredit anyone's hard work. Just because something is not peer-reviewed and it's unpublished does not mean that the study is false. It just means that the study is invalid for the time being. Maybe after review, the study will go on to be published as is, and if so, it's a reliable source. But for now, the study is not. From a marketing standpoint, I think this entire campaign is a bust. I would think a major company like Burger King would have waited to release this information until after the work had been published. I would think that Burger King would wait until the study had been replicated with even close to similar results before they made that commercial. I would think that Burger King would try to work with and fight for the people who provide them with their products they use. However, Burger King did not wait. They did not provide valid information. And they did not stand up for the people who, quite literally, keep their doors open. Now, here we agriculturalists are, attempting to defend our industry to an abundance of beef-eating Americans against a major company who is yet to attract any of the misguided information that they put out after their chief marketing officer claimed that they would. You can see my front page story in the Western Ag Reporter this week for more details on that. I'll have the link in the description of this podcast. But don't take my ranty words for it. Take it from an expert, Russell Carroll. And Carroll is a fellow Aggie who holds the following degrees. Bachelor's of Science in Animal Science from Texas A&M University. A Master's of Science in Animal Science from Tarleton State University. He completed the TCU Ranch Management Program and is currently pursuing a Ph.D. in Ruminant Nutrition Forage Production from Auburn University. 
basically, this guy knows his cattle. So before I even get into the science at all, I just want to say that um, as someone that's an enthusiast of country music and, and Western fashion and Western attire, man, they did not do a good job on that front. I don't, I don't know. No offense to the Yodeling Kid, but I just, uh, I wasn't a, wasn't a big fan of that tune or, or the, uh, the outfits that they put everyone in. So just kind of start there. I don't know, Maisie. This, this, uh, this commercial was, was just another great example of, of manipulating and cherry picking information and data, and putting a spin on it to take advantage of an uninformed consumer. I don't know. I feel like there's there's a lot that can be uh, misconstrued. I don't think it was the level of some previous um, previous marketing tactics. You know, everyone says, "Oh, it's the next Chipotle," and after watching it, I don't think that they did the same level as Chipotle because, I mean, at the end of the day, it is still beef. You know, they are still putting beef on people's plates where they, you know, people could be choosing other protein sources. I think in, in that regard, you have to kind of just take everything with a grain of salt. But I, I really wish that they had done a little better job looking at the science. Carol pointed out that when you visit Burger King's website and view the research on this study put out by their parent company, you only see one scientific reference for the whole study. And that's just not how science works. On the bright side, Carol said, BK did get one thing right. Methane is produced by cattle. To cite the Environmental Protection Agency, cattle are responsible for about 2% of greenhouse gas emissions in the United States. I would also like to add that the U.S. has consistently reduced methane emissions from 1990 until 2018. Cattle do have an influence on our global methane production. I think that Cattle are easy to kind of point a finger at and, and lay blame to as far as the carbon footprint and the effect that our that humanity is having on our environment and the atmosphere and things like that. They're they're an easy easy uh, front to lay blame at because cows can't talk back. They can't tell their story. It's up to us as scientists and, and cattle producers alike and and just. Anyone that, that enjoys beef, we have to, it's our responsibility to know what's really going on and to be able to communicate. Switching gears to what Burger King got wrong, Carol said one of the things that frustrates him the most in this argument is the claim that cow farts are ruining the world. And you hear that from so many places, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there's zero methane coming out of the back end of a cow. But the majority of of that methane is produced via fermentation in that room and in in the literature and in, you know, popular press the term used a lot is eructation. Carroll said that eructation is naturally thought of as a belch. He added that cattle do belch and when they belch they release methane. However, a large majority of methane released is a byproduct of volatile fatty acids in the rumen. The methane produced from this is pushed into the cow's esophagus and into the lungs of the cow to inhale, then released when the cow exhales. Carol said another thing that a lot of people get wrong when they're arguing against the beef industry is factory farming. One of my things with a lot of our anti-ag anti and anti-corporate ag firm 
terms kind of get wrong and, and kind of have a conflicting message with is they're like, oh, well, we need to stop factory farming and we need to have all grass-fed beef and we need to take care of the environment. And those are all, you know, great soapboxes to stand on and, and things to kind of make you feel good. But those, there's some conflicting messages with that because if we have these cattle that are on open range and they're on a forage-based diet and they're on grass their entire life, um, we're actually increasing the carbon footprint of those cattle. He said when feeding cattle grain in a feedlot for the last portion of their life, a process called finishing, the industry produces much less methane because the rate of some of these volatile fatty acids is much smaller and creates a reduction in methane emissions. The thing that everyone stuck to and kind of picked up was uh, the feeding of, of lemongrass. And, and I had to do a lot of reading on lemongrass the past couple of days. And, and there's a lot of studies out there. Uh, if you get on Google Scholar and you just type in lemongrass cattle feeding, and in the early 2000s, they were doing a lot of that research. I found a few that, you know, we are able to reduce methane by feeding lemongrass in a finishing diet. But these studies were not looking at actual lemongrass being fed to cattle. They were studying oil extracted from lemongrass mixed in with a grain diet. The results are still great, though. Right? Well, there's a catch. Carol said that there are already products used in feedlot rations that do the exact same thing and increase feed efficiency by getting cattle in and out of the feedlot quicker. It's been that way since the 1970s with products such as Rumensin and Bovitec. These products and this quick process ultimately result in a reduced carbon footprint. To wrap it up, Carol said his overall feelings toward Burger King after the airing of their cow's menu commercial can be summed up in one word disappointment. This has been Burger King kind of biting the hand that feeds them to me. You know, they rely on beef. They, they buy a lot of beef and, and sell a lot of beef. And I think that going against your producers and painting a bad picture for the people supplying you your product, uh, it's not a good look. A lot of harm can come from it for the future. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that this is going to blow over. I think that just like a lot of other things, Beef demand is driven by taste. People that want to eat beef, they're going to eat beef. And I think that a commercial is going to, it's going to be something that's going to be hard to sway someone that just really loves Burger King away. I think you might kind of run a lot of people off the fence into the, I'm kind of boycotting Burger King. My big take home from that is that they just created a sense of distrust in, in the agriculture community. And they did not help the consumers at all with that message that they sent. We have consumers that just, they don't, they don't know. And so I feel like it's a little bit unethical to bring forth things that we can't really confirm yet. I hate to say bring, bring forward false information because they have some scientific evidence saying that, okay, lemongrass can reduce methane, but is that really is that really what they're doing? You know, they talked about, oh, we're feeding our cows lemongrass. Well, that's that's not 100% genuine. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that overall that that message is just it's it's a muddy message, and it just creates a sense of distrust in producers. You know, disappointed is the one word synopsis I could use.
Oddly enough, Burger King still may have a fighting chance. Maybe, just maybe, Burger King fouled off the final pitch, and they have another chance to connect their bat with the ball. Blogger and advocate Michelle Miller, or the farm babe as she's known on social media, made several posts regarding Burger King's video. Her comments created quite a stir, leading to an interview with BBC News and correspondence with Burger King's chief marketing officer. Miller explained her interaction with Burger King's chief marketing officer in a video she posted to social media. She said she expressed her concerns and then provided a response that he sent her via email, which read, We have listened to and value industry feedback and will continue to do so. For that reason, we are adjusting the film on YouTube, where it is housed, by removing a scene that was found to be offensive, the elevator scene. Additionally, we are adjusting the TV version and the social media copy moving forward to more accurately portray that the emissions are more related to eructation, burps, than flatulence. We know that this is the case and if the creative license we took was a problem to the industry, we will adjust it. I know that Burger King probably doesn't care about one person's opinion, but they should care about the opinion of the consumers that their commercial impacted and the producers that it insulted. It's time to fix the problem. It's time to tell the truth about the beef industry. And it's time for Burger King to swing their bat one more time and pray that they aren't called out. Again, I would like to say thank you to our sponsor, Ryan Artistry, as well as Russell Carroll for allowing me to interview him. From the Activist versus Agriculture audio archives, I'm in Provence. And whether you're eating a plant-based diet or a carnivorous diet, be sure to thank an agriculturalist because they're the reason why your belly's full.